for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today is Wednesday, November 11th, 2015. It's episode 173 of Attack of the Androids every week. Wednesday evening before South Park. AttackoftheAndroids.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. That guy right there, his name's Eric. What's up, Eric? Not much, Matt. Happy Wednesday. Hey, Just happy, chilling here in my safe space. Happy Wednesday to you. Hashtag safe space. Also joining us, Nick Carroll. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Glad to be back. Also in the third seat tonight, we have the American flag. Going to be uh, cutting to that every now and again there to uh, to get some commentary on the state of what's going on with our phones. Uh, first of all, we'll just start things off. Who's happy next six owners getting Marshmallow on their devices on Verizon? This guy. I'll tell you, not much difference. There's a lot of different uh, extra settings in there if you dig around, but if you had 5.1, it's pretty similar as far as what it looks like. The big visual change was going from 4 to 5. so uh, yeah. It's smoother. I don't know if it's the animations or like tricking your mind or if it's actually smoother, but it does seem to transition and open menus and everything uh, a lot smoother. So pretty sweet. Yeah, I uh, I have a Nexus 5 and upgraded to 6 as well. And uh, I, normally I have the animations at 0.5 to speed it up a little bit. But since the upgrade, I've actually just left it at 1 because it looks really nice and haven't had any sort of issues with it. So so what does – wait, so what does changing the animation setting do? It just speeds like, well, it up. If you, if you, po- if you do 0.5, it makes it twice as fast. You can get it to where you eliminate the animation and just things just – show up, you know. Oh, they just happen. Yeah. Without any flare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which probably... Sorry, I missed this. Did you guys have to force the 6 upgrade or to come out TA? Oh, no. It came out with arms open and <laughs> bells on. Yes, yeah, OTA. I'm still not getting it. Hmm. Hmm. Have you done any of those tricks that never seem to work? Have you tried... Like clearing the cache of play services or anything? Have you... Reboot, all that. Have you tried... No, I, um... I just got an update, a security update, I think, last Friday. So updates yeah. are working. <laughs> well, wow. What happened there was I got that update, and then I rebooted, and then I got the 6.0 update, and then I did that. So I'm not sure why. You, I don't think you have any reason, like, you wouldn't get it. I don't know why you're not Plot selected. Twist. Joey's been running Marshmallow the entire time. Nah, he didn't even know it. <laughs> Just checked. That's Still 5.1.1. I do <laughs> like the addition in the setting options of uh, security patch updates. That kind of yeah. tells me that they're going to be pushing that sort of stuff out separate from the regular uh, Android iterations. So that's cool. Which is ironically exactly what Microsoft has been doing with Windows for, what, a decade? Yeah, um, well, how's their phone sales? <laughs> They're still working yes. on that. <laughs> Not anything we have in the dock, but was this month the first month that they've done the monthly uh, security update? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I My wife got hers yesterday. Um, I'm running the Moto X 2014, and I have not gotten one yet. Uh, then again, I have also not gotten Marshmallow. Some of the people that were getting, like, the they were – testing out the, the 5X and the 6P before Marshmallow came out. They had an October security patch, and they weren't in the month of October yet. So that's that's when it first started, but only the devices that were not yet released <laughs> would have would have seen that legitimately. So. Well, that makes sense, though, right? Because they know what bugs are getting patched, so they would have preemptively yeah. had, the, had that stuff ready. Uh, mine right now says Android security patch level November 1st, uh, 20, 2015, so... Oh, you can't even see that, but yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I definitely like that direction as far as getting quick security patches. All right, dumb question, but is this five to six upgrade compelling? Like as in everyone should have to have this, or is it one of those things where it tweaks a few things, it's nice, 
but it's not life or death. I think it's more back-end stuff that you are going to want, just as far as like the, the security update stuff. But yeah, if you've been running... F- Five or five one, the more stable version of it. I think you're like you're not going to notice visual differences, and that's what yeah, we so, look for, right? We want it to look different and feel newer. Like it, it's not much of that, other than like I said earlier, the animations being a little different and a little smoother. There is an Android on tap feature, which you can get if you're in certain, like if you're in Chrome or if you're in uh, the Google Now card system. If you're looking at something, you can hold down the the home button and mm. use Google on tap. So there's some additional context to some things, you know, if you choose to enable it and they did remove yeah. the swipe up from home to get to uh, Google now. So Google now, yeah, it's only swipe left. And then, uh, yeah, I do like that. They added back in the long press to kill an app. Like that was yeah. gone for a while, or maybe the phone I had just didn't support it, but that's definitely handy. And I also like how they re added the volume down totally silent your phone yeah i don't know if they had this before marsh before marshmallow but if you hold down that that settings icon wherever it is for five seconds a set a uh, system tuner ui menu will show up that you can use uh under settings you can adjust some of the things that are actually going to be in your pull down menu etc oh that's cool congrats system ui tuner has been added to settings so then it just adds that as a separate setting under about like under about yeah, it's at the very bottom of the settings page, and then you can oh. adjust what what is available on the pull down menu. You can rearrange the order, remove them all, add them back. You can reset it. So now this says this says fun for some, but not for all. System UI Tuner gives you extra ways to tweak and customize the Android user interface. These experimental features may change, break, or disappear in future releases. So you know, good luck use with caution but that's i mean that's fine if it's if it's going to be like major updates that'll because then you'll be expecting it but it's kind of cool to play around with i just run my phone in demo mode from now on (laughs) it's good (laughs) so eric yes matt some 6p owners are actually having not unbreakable glass, but actually pretty breakable glass. Now, is that a feature or a bug? <laughs> well, it's it is a Huawei phone, so it might be a feature. Ooh, I like it. Oh. I like it. Sort of just drag it down your wrist. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. So cool. So I'm just kidding. So cool. A little passive aggressive there, but okay. I do I do find it questionable though that. I sent a I tweeted over to Shane Brady, which Shane, if you're listening, you didn't tweet back at me, bro. And asked him bro. if he's having this problem because he got his uh Nexus six P. Hmm. And, and you know, he looking... probably tried to tweet back at you, but then he cut his finger <laughs> on the broken glass and then had to go to the hospital. So yeah. well, right. I think we can now definitively say what the P stands for. P yeah. is for pieces of glass in your finger. Right. Right. Well, uh, in all fairness, the the thing that is breaking is not the front glass. It's actually the the little the rear glass. You know, the hump on the back where the yeah the rear glass where the camera is. <laughs> like there's like a little they call it a visor. Huh. And uh, I mean, if you if you look at the article from Android Community, um, it's I mean it's kind of nasty. Like it's a lot of little cracks all throughout. Um, and uh, but the interesting thing is that uh, folks are saying that they just contacted Google and no fuss. Google just replaced the unit. So I'm wondering if this is maybe a an issue that's coming to the forefront now and they're just dealing with it. Yeah, I found it interesting how that could occur because the pictures that I've seen, I've only seen a couple, this couple that I can remember. There's not like a, a, a point at which there's not like a shatter point or whatever you call it. There's not a... Uh, the point where you can see where everything sort of spins out from is just a bunch of broken glass, and that's really weird how how that would happen. I guess maybe to some extent because it's on that hump and whatever yeah. lands on lands on whatever. Maybe if it lands on something, but yeah. it's kind of weird. But for me, I always get TPU cases, so that kind of stuff is covered, but or you know pushed in. So maybe that's an option for six P owners. 
Well, I think that that's definitely something that that probably contributes. Any one thing I learned doing customer service and having to send out hardware replacements, anytime you have something that sticks out, it is much more likely to get broken than if you don't have something that sticks out. So, I mean, it's entirely possible that this isn't really a design flaw so much as it is just the fact that that's a wear point. It's like buying a, a, a car with a standard transmission. They always tell you that the clutch is a wear item and is not covered underneath the warranty. Well, here, listen to this from the article. One user reported that he left the device screen up on its – oh, screen up. Okay, well, okay, I can kind of get that. So it's laying, it's laying on the back. Um, and what followed was a loud, spontaneous snap. And when he picked up the device, the visor had cracked and left a pile of glass shavings on the table. Wow. See, but what he's not so, telling you is that he had it balanced on a laser <laughs> that was no, he just, he shooting his up. Right. You know. Yeah. He put a bunch of stuff on top of it and the weight of a bunch of bricks or whatever. Yeah. Just, well, I don't know. It, he was using it as a chalk for his vehicle in the driveway. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, really, really good comments on this article, too. Uh, hashtag Note 5 is boss uh, says, another worthless, boring, dull Nexus year after year after year. Same old featureless, battery-draining, useless, junk stock Android only for losers. Oh, that's... Uh... I'm pretty sure he that's said something I can disagree with. <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with how that guy is not a net troll. He's a troll. He is. He is like the. I mean, Note Five is boss. Like it's it's totally a BS account. Uh, I, I just think it's funny that people respond to him like he's serious. No. Him or her. I mean, let's not be sexist here. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, da da da. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about now? How about that uh, Razer Forge TV? You guys yeah. pre-order yours before the uh, before it gets removed from the Play Store? No. <laughs> Let's see if I can actually find one on Amazon. We had um, mentioned this this product once or twice in previous podcasts, but not in the context of hey, we're going to go out and get one. But hey, here's something new, and I was actually unaware that it was available on the Play Store until about a month ago when I was uh, looking at when I first heard about the. Uh, $50 sale for the Nexus player, and I was looking on the Google Play Store and other places, and I noticed that the Forge TV uh, console was on there. I think it was like 100 bucks, or maybe it was more than that. But, uh, you know, it's it never got any press. Razer, to my knowledge, never really marketed it. I only ever saw it on a couple videos, like PC Perspective or whatever, and uh, that was basically it. And I'd heard that they've never done any sort of software updates for it, uh, no uh, OS upgrades for it, and uh, they were supposed to come out with some accessories. I can't remember what they were offhand. Uh, I, I read an article last week. I, I should have uh, saved, but if I find it, I'll add it to the rundown. But they they just didn't market it or sell it, and uh, you know it never sold. So nobody knew about it. I don't know anyone that bought it. And uh, when I was looking at options, uh, I ignored it myself. So unfortunately, it's it's basically. Uh, probably going to go on sale at some point. Maybe it'll get some sales there, but probably in the retail space, not so much online or maybe Amazon. According to Amazon, they've got it right now. Now, this is the Razer Forge TV bundle, which includes the controller. Um, they've got it for $135.07 down from $149.99. Um, still available in Prime, so still apparently being sold as an Amazon product. Um we got them used and new for $95.41. Um, yeah. That doesn't really bode very well. Uh, if you go over to the Razer website, which is Razer, R-A-Z-E-R Zone, uh, .com, they still have it in the store. Uh, they've got it for $99 for just the, the TV and the bundle for $149.99. So at least at this point, they are still selling it. Um, I find it interesting that so out of the the three Android TV, well, this article says only three. But I'm, I'm not sure if that's true. Could be true. So you have the Nexus Player, the Shield TV, and you have this. Um, the Nexus Player, it, they're obviously trying to clear out inventory or something because they're. I, I think it's as low as forty bucks now with certain coupons. 
and then you have this one. Um, it seems like NVIDIA is the only, I think NVIDIA is the only one of these that is actually successful. Yeah. Man. I, I was really close to getting one, at least one or two paychecks, and I ended up just passing up, passing that up. And I'm actually kind of glad in that in the case that I got the Nexus player. But the Forge TV, it seemed like a pretty good good item. I don't remember its hardware, but I remember at the time it was pretty decent. So, see. you know, the um, Razer bought Ouya like in the middle of launching this yeah. uh, this thing, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I wonder if they just I, I wonder if that's why they dropped the ball if they were dealing with the acquisition and all that stuff. Instead. Maybe they're going to stick it out with the Ouya name. Maybe they'll, this will be rebranded as an Ouya or they'll come up with the next generation of this. Oh, yeah, because like the Ouya went so well. Well, I mean, they don't necessarily have to go with the same you know, software ecosystem, like the same whatever. They could just open it back up for the Android, regular Android space. Mm. I mean, I don't I know if like that name is tainted, though. Like, that's not a good... Yeah, I don't know why they bought Ouya. Like it, it did not. It didn't leave a wonderful impression on anybody's mind. Well, three reasons you buy a company like that. Four. One to gain market share for your device or your products. Possibility. No market unlimited. share. Um, two. Uh, talent hire. Get either the company. people that wrote the tech or the tech itself. Okay. Uh, three, remove a competitor from the market. Okay. And four, because the company has gotten so cheap that you can't afford not to. Yeah, I would say five, intellectual property, IP. If there's mm-hmm. anything that they have so, patented or, or that's part of their whatever, that might have some value. You know, I mean, I enjoy it. under technology by. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Or six, we made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it was really interesting. Year, years ago, um, you guys remember uh, General Motors came out with the Saturn line of cars in the U.S. And Love Saturns. Yeah, and everybody was like, why are they coming out with a new brand name? They've got like 20. Why do they need another one? And what they said at, um, later, I don't know if they said it at the time, but what they said later was that they were trying specifically to – come up with something new that was not tied to any of their existing brand names. So it had no baggage. Yeah. And yeah. And that's, and that's kind of what we're saying, Nick, with your idea of calling it the Ouya two or, or whatever. Um, it, it probably isn't going to be a good idea. Um, because it's just going to flop. Now what's interesting, by the way, uh, Nexus player, somebody mentioned that, on the Play Store, that is still going for ninety nine ninety nine, um, and the control and the gamepad is still forty bucks. With yeah. I don't see any kind of a break on it. If you where, want the where link. you well, where you'd get that uh, cheaper is like going to Best Buy, Target, or Walmart, which is what I did. Fifty bucks, mm. uh, got it from Best Buy, and also Amazon. I think for a while had it at that price. I don't know if they have it now, but I know as of the last weekend. They were still fifty dollars at those three retail outlets. So, in your humble opinion, and it's not so humble, is it worth fifty bucks? Oh, the Nexus Player definitely, and I would say this Razer Forge. If they drop it down to fifty, it would also be worth it. It's actually probably better hardware than the Nexus Player in terms of specifications. It's it's the same specs as a uh, Nexus Six, non-P, Snapdragon eight hundred five. Uh, let's see, two gigs of RAM, sixteen gigs of storage. Wireless AC, gigabit Ethernet port on it, you know. So USB so three is the exact same as my phone, only it's designed as a console. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's probably not going to be designed to be as economical because it's not trying to save battery. So right. it's it's pretty decent. It so I mean, I, if this was fifty dollars and not the Nexus Player, I would have bought this, for example. But mm-hmm. it wasn't, so I got the Nexus Player. So in my opinion, if they do a price drop on this. Uh, Razer could at least get some market share for it. And it's really just an Android TV box, you know, when it comes down to it. So, Yeah, my concern on this is always coming back to, and I hate to say this, but I want the device that does everything in terms of I don't want to have a device that only plays Play Store and only does YouTube when I have Amazon Prime. So I know yeah. that that's a, a struggle. I wonder if the Razer look will – do both. For me, that's not an issue for two reasons. One, I don't use Amazon Prime 
so much. My wife does, but she's in the living room. But like for me, the smart TV that I'm using um, has an Amazon. It has an Amazon button on it there, so I could use its Amazon app. And actually, kind of interesting because this Nexus Player uses CEC. I forget what the acronym means. Um, not only can I use the Nexus Player as a remote for the Nexus Player, I can use my Vizio TV remote as a remote for the Nexus Player because it it sends its output to the TV and it's communicating intelligently with the Nexus Player. So I can pause, fast forward, et cetera, with the Nexus Player remote. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I noticed that with my uh, with the Shield TV actually that um, I ex- I just I picked up the remote for my Sony TV and yeah. hit something and it it responded. So you have um, the Nexus Player, the, I mean the Shield TV box or the Shield TV or the the Shield tablet, I should say. The I have Shield, both. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I couldn't remember if you got the uh, actual console, whatever you call it. Yeah. Oh, no, and, I, and I posted a link. Uh, you can get the. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say you can get the Nexus Player right now at Newegg for forty bucks uh, if you use uh, forty-five dollars if you don't, but forty dollars if you use the uh, Visa checkout. Yeah, so, I, I would have probably bought this from from uh, Newegg um, because of that as well, because I've been a long-standing Newegg customer since like two thousand one. So. Mm, you and me both. Um, dumb question. Does any, uh, I, and this is just, I, I've never bothered to look, uh, the Razer, I'm just flipping through the specs. And one of the things that they're advertising is that you can connect up to four controllers locally to the device and do multiplayer locally. Cool. So is like, I guess some, wired. No, wireless. Wireless. Okay. Wireless to the box, but then to the box, to the screen. Cool. Is that something that any of the others do? I'm not aware of it. This is the first I've heard of any of, any of that. I wouldn't be surprised if Shield TV does that, but I've not heard of that feature, so I'd have to look that up. Yeah, uh, yeah it does. Um, I don't know up to how many it supports, um, but it's at least two. I would not be surprised if it were four. Um, and it also, I just found out because I was helping a friend buy one, um, that uh, it also supports the, like, uh, what do you call it? Bluetooth, uh, regular Bluetooth controller. So if you have like a an Xbox 360 remote that you use, um, you can also use that with the uh, Shield TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not advertising that they that they will stream Amazon in, uh, uh, Instant Video on the uh, the Razer. Doesn't mean that they won't, but it just they don't. I think Amazon Amazon's pulling out of like I think they I think they just pulled out of Android TV. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not. You know, because I, I can't get it on my uh, on my shield anymore. Um, oh, they actually pulled it, pulled it. I believe so. I swear that I've done it, unless I'm mixing it up with the Roku. But at this point, like you just can't get it. Um, I doubt they I, the way I do it Roku. is just casting it. Yeah, I doubt they pull it from the Roku. Of course, then again, I doubt that they want to pull it from anywhere. So what do I know? Um, they do if they want to funnel more customers to their systems. Well, yeah, there was a um, there was an article, and I apologize, it is not in the doc, so I'm kind of hitting the rest of you with this blind. Uh, sorry, Eric, I don't even know where it linked. I just saw the headline that uh, between Amazon and Google, they get over one half of every dollar spent online, or wow. something like that. Cool. It was, I, I just saw the headline. I didn't read any further into it, um, but I mean, if you've got that kind of command over the market. Screw everybody else and just run on your own hardware. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> but that's not how they got that command, right? Like you. True. So who's to say if you do that, you won't lose it? Here's a couple spec differences I found interesting between the Nexus Player and the Forge TV. Razer's Forge TV, you know, has two gigs of two gigs of RAM and 16 gigs of storage. The Nexus Player has half that, one gig of RAM and eight gigs of storage. So. That's actually not a bad deal. If if they drop the price on that Razer Razer console, that might be something worth picking up, even if it's not for sale on the Google Play Store. Mm, true. It does have the latest version of Android that's not Marshmallow 5.1. So. And by the way, for what it's worth, the Amazon Fire TV Gaming Edition, which is the one with the controller, yeah. is one thirty nine ninety nine. So, I mean, regular price. Everybody's within about ten bucks mm. of each other. 
so uh, with the exception of the shield, I think the shield is one ninety nine. I think still. Well, but anyway, so Matt has a good point. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> no, what's getting ridiculous is this new watch that's fifteen hundred dollars. It's yeah, I agree. It's, it's produced. It's created by Whore. I think it's pronounced <laughs> Whore. Uh, tag. It's, it's Tag Whore. Don't be a dick. Oh, sorry, I didn't <laughs> see that. Whore. Tag Whore. Handcrafted by Whore. Right. For your enjoyment. Uh, but yeah, Tag Whore is teaming up with Google and Intel to launch the connected watch, Tag Whore's first Android timepiece. Uh, it isn't just any Android Wear watch, though. Okay, nay. It is a $1,500 luxury timepiece. I can't even say that. It is a $1,500 luxury timepiece clad in titanium and bearing more than a passing resemblance to Tag Whore's analog watches. Uh, Can I just say that if you are approaching a streetwalker and she has one of these, or he has one of these, um, clearly they are doing well. Clearly it is a cop (laughs) and you are about to get... Uh, busted. So just keep walking. <laughs> they're actually an undercover police. This thing has what they're calling a transflective display. You PC, Not... bro? Are you PC, Sounds bro? Impressive. Whoa. Uh, it make... there. Are you PC? It makes it readable in direct sunlight and has an always on mode that displays the time. A watch that just... Whoa. Hold on, you guys. This is This is a little too much for me right now. Is a watch yeah, no. that displays the time? Hmm. Ironically, huh. it doesn't even display the time in a digital format. It displays it in an analog format well, I don't using know. hands. Hand? What does that mean? Like that's it, it has like a second hand animation that goes around. Huh. To yeah. just jazz hands. And you're supposed to well, which, count it? Yeah. Or what do you do? Well, no, the, the, in all seriousness, this really kind of sucks. For some people, because I know people that cannot read an analog clock. Nah. Yeah, who are these people? I have an ex-girlfriend, whom I don't admit to very often, <laughs> who cannot read an analog clock. Excuse she me. never That's learned. Interesting. And apparently, the educational system never caught her on that. So, would you pay $1,500 for a luxury timepiece? I wouldn't... I, I didn't pay much more than $1,500 for the last car I bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're the right uh, demo, demographic for this. Mm. Will um, people, though? Is this, this is obviously their rival to, like, an Apple Watch, right? That has a stupid price tag on it. Isn't the Apple Watch cheaper than this? No, but didn't they well, have, so, like, so, a, a top-end model that yeah, had, like... Yeah, they had a $10,000 Apple Watch, which I think tricked out was, like, 18000 once it had all the... All, all the things, all the bling on it. <laughs> if you can afford an $18,000 watch, I am not even kidding you. You really should consider a philanthropy. You need... Hashtag you know. safe space. Hashtag safe space. Hashtag yeah. the struggle is real. <laughs> yeah, no, so I just posted a link in the in our little hangout chat. Um, you know, I I just I just went on Google Shopping and put in tag whore. Um, Did it and... ask you if you meant tag whore? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I well, found a whore. Is I... that a is that a clan? Hmm. Their cheapest the cheapest one that I found was like. Seven eight hundred bucks, and it it actually looks like this this watch that we're talking about now. Um, I don't think this is, I don't think this watch is too much for somebody who buys these watches. Like these watches are never cheap. Um, they are expensive timepieces. It's just that one of these companies decided to make one that was an Android watch. Yeah, I, I thought I heard on a, another Android podcast they're talking about uh, how if you buy this Tag Hauer you know, super smart watch for $1,500 and you trade it in in like two years for another $1,500, you get like a $4,000 watch for overall like $3,000 once you spend everything. But this is in that league of Uber 
rich people that, you know, buy watches of that caliber. I, I do think this watch, if I remember correctly, has higher specs than your typical Android or watch. So, well, I mean, it also has titanium, um, you know, settings and it, I believe the 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 band is some sort of ridiculously strong thing. I mean, so I I I can understand why this is more expensive than your average Google Watch. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying in my experience, I would break the thing before I got my $1500 out of it. Well, this is why we don't have nice things, clearly. Now, let's <laughs> just like consider it as just like never mind the tag or uh, price tag or whatever. Like let's consider just Android Watch to Android Watch. Is this is this like the one or there's obviously better, right? I mean, it's running the same Android system that like the the LG and the Motos are running. Right, so the software is the, the software is the same. So the only thing that you can, the the only thing you can compare it on is well, essentially visuals. So okay, compens- like little wiener compensation aside and bling aside, like is it based on just the the Android watch experience? Is it worthwhile? I don't think so. There's I mean, better out if, there, right? If what you want is the Android Watch experience. If that's it, then you can go somewhere else. Yep. I think that if you're already inclined to buy uh, watches from this company, uh, if you want a nice watch um, that just happens to be a smart watch, then I, it's either this one or um, probably like the expensive Apple Watch. But this is this yeah. is the same as the like. Like the the Ferrari Android smartphone or the Virtu, you know that kind of stuff that yeah. we always make fun of because they're just overly ridiculous. Like this is that, but for the Android Watch, basically. Well, the common complaint against Virtu is that yes, they're super expensive, but they run typically antiquated hardware, and they they've only ever had one remotely modern uh, like smartphone that was that was like Nexus Five levels. Right. right. Nexus Five was still a valid you know smartphone, and uh, but it was still like thousand multi-thousand dollar you know smartphone so for a watch like this see one gig of ram four gigs of storage i think that's more than i think your typical smartwatch has four has a half gig of ram yeah maybe four gigs of storage so it's about the same maybe a little bit better i I would say that there there is a market out there for people that will buy something because it's expensive yeah and and we I, i would also state that generally the folks that are like us that are kind of geeky and techy oriented oh. and look at specs are not going to be the type of people that buy something for the appearance. Well, or obvi- buy this, it simply because it's expensive. This company has its audience, right? They they are oh, a yeah. known watch company. So they're just like reaching yep. out to the nerd subsection of mm-hmm. that audience and they're like, here's an Android version, come dump more yep. money on us. So. I think it's cool. There's a reason why you can walk into a Toyota dealership and buy a Scion, and you can walk into a Toyota dealership and buy a Toyota. It's because you've got two different markets that you're going for, and the quality of the vehicle is basically the same, but it's branding, appearance, and price. And neither is wrong. It's just different. And I, I think that it actually looks nice. As a watch, it looks nice. As an Android watch, it looks nice. There's probably only a couple other, like the Urbane. I thought the Urbane looked nice until yeah. I saw like people wearing it. Um, this this looks like like an actual nice watch. So if the price tag were a little different, um, I might consider it. I wouldn't spend fifteen hundred on it, um, but I'm just not the target audience. Eric, how many how many, how many tag whores do you own, Eric? Be honest. <laughs> I don't yeah. have nice watches. What what do you what what's your vice, Eric? What do you buy nice things of? Cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> All right. Or- Moving on. <laughs> Samsung Pay requires a decrypted device for it to work. Oh, hold on. Hold on. No, Before you jump moved to that, on. Nick just nope. had a really good suggestion. The other end of the spectrum. A hundred dollar smartwatch. The Moto 360, now on sale for $99.99 on the last store. I'm actually considering getting that uh, Friday. So if it's still – like if I can pick one up Friday, if it's still on sale, et cetera, I'm going to pick one up this weekend. So likely Friday when I get off work. I have looked at those and just been like, I know I will get it and I will never wear it. 
and I will get it, and it'll just be like a pocket watch thing that just I had never end up using. I I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I'm not a watch wearer, whatever you would call a person that wears a watch, but. I would be interested. <laughs> is there a, is there a noun for that? They're called watcher? watchers. I don't know. Nick, they're called <laughs> watchers. They're watchers, yeah. But, no, uh, that's yeah. something else. That's, no. <laughs> that's got to be something else. No, that's yeah. the thought police is what you're thinking of there. The watchers. I, yeah. I don't know. I keep thinking, like, if I'm going to get one and then wear it, like, in the lab where I don't want to get my phone all sticky and then I'll have, like, my watch there. But then I know, like, I'm going to hit it on some- – I just – it's not I, something I should I would wear I it to work. Have. I wouldn't wear it all the time, but I would wear it to work and just try it and just see if I like That's it. That's the only use not. case that makes sense. And I just keep thinking back to what Jeremy Lesniak was saying about his pebble, about how it was just awesome, like, not having to take your phone out of your pocket every time you yeah. wanted to see what notifications there were and everything. And that would be kind of handy, but I, I don't think it's handy enough to uh, constitute uh, buying a watch like that. So. Well, I'll tell you, for $1,500, definitely not. Well, yeah, definitely. definitely like not. 100 maybe, but I, I still, I, I don't know. There's there's something, I, I'd rather just send that 100 well, to Eric for some more cocaine, I guess. The, the one Thanks. thing... While his bosses are listening. Hookers well, and blow. Yeah. yeah, I just hope that his Tag bosses and, don't listen to this show. Tag whores um, and blow. There's your title. But, all good. Uh, the one thing that I do like about the watch that I haven't – in the past, I have messed with this. Using the phone as a pedometer to track your steps. And in the past, previous phones that I've had, it has never worked to my satisfaction. It, it, it has either been ridiculously far off not worked at all, or required the phone to be active all the time in order to work, which Ooh. defeated the purpose of having the screen off because you just sucked your battery dry in like two minutes. So if the watch functioned as a pedometer and that function worked very well, which because of the swing involved in one's arm when one is walking, you yeah. would think the pedometer would be much more accurate. But they something. never are. <laughs> well, well, they don't seem to be. <laughs> okay, uh, but I'm just saying that is one thing that if it worked, yeah, I I would see this because I mean, normally you spend between twenty and thirty dollars on a pedometer, and the batteries aren't rechargeable, and it doesn't do anything else. It doesn't, you know, tell time or anything. So let's just say you got a thirty dollar pedometer. Say you got a thirty dollar watch. Now you're at sixty dollars. By the time you put a battery into either one of them, you're at seventy dollars. Um, you know, that makes a $99 smartwatch pretty friggin' reasonable, really, when you set, when you stop and look at it. Even $150, it's, it's not unobtainable. But if you don't wear a watch, which I don't, last one I did, I broke it in, I think it was 2003, and I never bothered to replace it. If you don't wear a watch and you're not concerned about steps, I got no, I got no answers for you. I think this is a device that's solving a problem that most people don't have. So, so Joey, somebody like yourself who's really just concerned about the pedometer aspect, um, are are you pedophiles? What is the name of the what is the name of somebody that <laughs> pedo pedo watchers? They're called pedo, pedo watchers. Yeah. Pedo watchers. That's right. I, I don't know what the term is, but I know it's not that. <laughs> I'm just I'm just reaching, trying to find. Trying to find words, words with meanings. Samsung Pay requires decrypted device for full functionality. What's up with that, Eric? You have to decrypt your whole damn device, not just the part the wallet's on? That doesn't sound good. Yeah, so let's say you want to use... What they're talking about is the functionality that lets you add your credit cards to the pay system and then pay with it. Um, you, if you go to, uh, it's being reported by, um, people who've tried to do this. If you go to add the card, um, on your device, which is encrypted, um, which if it's a marshmallow, it might be encrypted automatically. Um, you'll be getting, uh, you'll get a message that says like, couldn't contact server. Um, and when they reached out to Samsung support, uh, they confirmed that, uh, if the device is encrypted, you cannot add card to Samsung Pay app, you need to decrypt the phone to add the card. Um, and if and if you don't have a decrypt option, you need to perform a factory reset on your phone. <laughs> so I wait. Also, if you go for it. I, I was just curious, does that mean that it's sending your info to them so that they have it, like not encrypted? Or is this something different? Because that, that it just doesn't work 
Right, it but it just why? Like, that's yeah. something completely basic that should work. It seems like it doesn't on purpose. Yeah, maybe I don't. Maybe like you add a card and it creates like a little blob of something that it sends to Samsung, but because it's encrypted on your phone, it can't. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like uh, they dropped the ball on this though, because that's that's really really ridiculous. Yeah, that would be a. a I don't know. You would just think logically you would prefer it to be encrypted end to end. So I don't know. But, uh, you know, hold on. Let me let me play devil's advocate for a second. Oh, yeah. Do that. <laughs> Does that make you a devil or what's the word for it? No, the right. devil, devil watcher. Okay. <laughs> um Good Lord. Between this and the artistical photos that I was talking about on last week's smartphone photographers, we're just breaking the English language wide open. Uh, and by the way, as far as I can tell, that's a combination of artistic and testicle. I have no idea where it came from. It just came out of my mouth. And Sounds good to me. Shut up. It's with a very nice filter. I'm just going to leave it anyway, Moving on. on. Uh, so here's the thing. Samsung Pay is developed before hard drive uh, excuse me before device level encryption is even talked about so it wasn't an issue when they were developing it and two android pay does work with the encrypted device we're assuming so why oh why would you want to tie your payment system to a specific piece of hardware or a specific brand of hardware when you can just have the entire Android experience and all Android phones using Android Pay instead of Samsung Pay? I call this smart, and I call this a possible fail on Samsung's part, but on the other hand, knowing what little I do about encryption I can see why it would be a poss- it would be a problem to encrypt something twice, particularly if the encryption is based upon, say, the unique identifier of the device um, in combination with the card number. No, if, if that's those awful. Two- you can get that. Huh? You can rainbow table that so easily, though, because both of those numbers are easily accessible. Like that's that's a terrible thing. For first of all, why is Samsung trying to be a, an app developer? more like they've had failure after failure with this and trying trying. to do something that like they have no need to do like there are plenty of other options that are well established and secure and everyone's already using like just because they're like oh wait us too like that i don't i don't get it and then to do it wrong like on top of that it's like go home samsung you're drunk (laughs) it could i think this is more a feature Going there. Yeah, I think it's more targeted at like um, at their Asian market. Like I, I think that they would be more receptive to something <laughs> like this from Samsung. In countries where you're um, not allowed to encrypt, makes sense. But the encryption part, I mean, that's just I, they just screwed up, and I, it could it could be completely wrong. We're basing this off of an email from a an email support person, um, <clears throat> and. I don't know if, if any of if any of you guys have done these types of jobs. The default answer when you just don't know is we don't support that. So <laughs> it's possible there's something else going on. Um, but well, uh, it's also possible that this is not a fail on Samsung's part because let's we're we're all from the U.S. or at least controlled by U.S. laws in the case of Eric um, and. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Don't you point those eyeballs at me, young man. Uh, but um, we we have the ability to encrypt our devices. There's no legal requirement that says we can't. What not if yet. when they roll out into China, the Chinese government says you will not encrypt the devices? Point carte blanche. Well, okay, Samsung Pay requires a decrypted device. Guess what? No longer is that a fail. It's a Chinese win. I'm just I would I'm just using that as an example. It could be any country. No, I um, like I like the optimism. It's a Chinese win. Uh, I like that. <laughs> you know what else is win? Ooh. Is that if you buy one of these Samsung devices at Sprint anytime this month, mm. you get a year free of Amazon Prime. What? That's a win. That's a hundred dollar value, Eric. This is starting to nice sound like an A. Yeah. Okay. It's all starting to make sense. The puzzle pieces are coming together. 
Now, as far as I'm concerned, that's just a that's just a, a link bait cross promotional type thing that's going to sway a half a dozen people. Okay, probably more than that, but th- there's going to be a few people that that do this. But the way I see it is that that's a way for Amazon to get on to people's radar, as it were, as a service that they might not have gotten on their radar for, and that's a way of getting more Samsung devices and um, more Sprint customers than either of those two might have done before. It's just yeah. cross-promotion. It's not really headline news. Well, it's. I think it's, it is news in the sense of Samsung for the past few years has been probably one of the more uh, – one of one of the Android hardware uh, manufacturers that had the most name recognition in the United States. True. And the fact that they feel the need to do a promotion like this, I'm not sure if it's more Sprint or if it's them, but the fact that they even felt the need to do it, does that say anything about Samsung's market share? Nope. I don't think it says a darn thing about it because I'll tell you why. I bet you the markup on the Samsung devices is higher and the markup on the other devices in Sprint's category, and they went to Amazon and said, hey, we want to run a promo. Can you cut us a deal on a year Prime subscription, and we're going to cut our margin thinner on the Samsung device by using the full price of the Samsung device to then pay you for the Prime, and everyone wins. I I, oh, I, I would be surprised, not 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 shocked, but I would be surprised if that had anything to do with Samsung on a corporate level. So it's just you think it's just that they have a higher markup on Samsung devices? Yep, because I think if you if you look at like for instance a Huawei or um, you know uh, the, that's always the default one that we go to for some reason. Um, you know they they're cutting their margin fine to hit a price point, so that means their retailers are probably maybe making twenty percent. I don't know. Maybe that's an extremely low margin in retail. Um, usually, you get a margin of thirty, sometimes forty percent on a lot of devices. So if Samsung's more in that forty category, their Sprint's saying, oh, you know what, we'll make twenty percent on these things, and because Amazon has cut us a deal, we'll use the other twenty percent margin and pay them what we owe them, and Amazon gets more customers, we sell more phones, and Sprint gets more subscribers. No one loses. Another Chinese win. <laughs> Somehow so the Chinese always win. Day. All day. Did you eat Chinese food for dinner or something? Nope. Droid Turbo 2 drop test? Hmm? You yeah, know what? I, I did a drop test today on the Nexus 6. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, I, I kind of almost caught it with my shoe. Like, you always try to kind of do the hacky sack thing with it, you know? Like, gently lower it down. <laughs> hey, I caught it. Ooh. And it, yeah, it just kind of hit the linoleum. But it's good. Ooh, did it break? No. I would have yeah, ex- expected uh, a phone this large and this heavy to just completely shatter or put a big dent in the floor, but no. So, yeah, so since since pe- uh, Verizon, you know, announced the you know the new Droid Turbo Two, you know, a lot of people that have had their hands on it have been dropping it left to right, and apparently they did it on one of those morning talk shows the other day. Good morning, America. Did it just shatter yeah. into a billion little pieces? No, you know, the screen's made out of plastic, so it literally can't break. And there's like five different layers, and there's all this technical mumbo-jumbo about how it's unbreakable, and it pretty much is unbreakable. So it's something we may actually see other phones in the future head towards. So, but yeah. hold on, though. What happens if you, like, leave it out in the sun? Does it just melt into a puddle? There are probably its own set of vulnerabilities. Well, no, for real, though, because, you know, like, if you use a car dock and it's sunny out and you have it in your debt, like, the sun's beating down mm-hmm. on that thing. Like, if it's all just plastic, it, it I can see that. Yeah, it just depends. There's the, the front, the top layer, which can be removed, not easily, but it can be removed. In fact, one of the people, a lot of people have noted that you can remove it, get rid of the Verizon checkmark, and order another screen, you know, another screen protector, that fifth layer, and not have that marking on it. Also, if you do get the Droid Turbo, you, you want to get the black model, or at least where the front is black, because if you get the white model, 
you see all the different camera sensors and speakers and that that check mark actually shows more but yeah people have been dropping it left and right all these different videos and getting it marked up and and smudges and digging up the phone otherwise but the screen literally can't break because it's it's not glass so hmm. well i, I think like how the marking okay sorry well i just i think that this is one of those someone's going to say well you can do it so everybody tries it, and then they say, yeah, you can do it. Now, they jacked it up from a 5-foot height said that it was, because that's what Motorola guarantees. So then they jack it up to a 10-foot height, and it's still fine because what Motorola did was jack it up to a 20-foot height. And then they made it rugged enough so that when they dropped it off of a 20-foot height that it would stay together. So then they said, you know what? We're going to warranty 5 feet, yeah. and then we're not going to have to warranty a damn thing. And the phone itself, they've designed it to where it's pretty rigid as well. So there's a lot of other features besides the glass technology itself that would prevent it, well, obviously from breaking, but from from having damage. But even the people that have dropped it over and over, <laughs> like Eric just did, uh, um, they just have marked up phones. And the screen, may, you know, there's like not a dent, but like a like gashes and stuff in it. But it's it's operational. That's that's pretty cool. It's it's good to see the technology like this in use. Yeah, I'm. I'm well, it's gl- like we've gone back in time. I'm. I will be glad to see way more plastic in the landfills. I don't think there's near enough. You really got to get that plastic layer in so that you can start building. I wonder if it's biodegradable, like more biodegradable than other plastics. You know, there's no such thing. Nothing is ever biodegradable. Well, Apple Music now in the Play Store. Who's excited for Apple Music in the Play Store now? Mm. No, no, no. No. Not really, but it's good to see see more competition. So, Well, it's also available on the BlackBerry now. Yeah, since BlackBerry now has an Android phone. Right, <laughs> but, they're, but they're advertising it separately yeah. as being available on BlackBerry. So, okay, fine, but again... This is like, is this is a service? Why yeah. wouldn't you want to have it on everything? Yeah. Well, there's probably it, other it, Apple it, services they don't have on there or other apps, but for this, this is a money-making service for them. So yeah, I agree with you. You know, why why not have it? So I think Plus, it's a floundering service. I don't think they're doing well, and they were they were like, okay, get it on more devices. Well, well, quite frankly, that's probably why they aren't doing well. Because honestly, I mean, with what is it? What was it? Eighty six percent of the market is Android phones or something like that. I I heard a crazy number. Um, and if that's the case, so that means you're limiting yourself to say thirteen percent of the market. Uh, no, probably. 12% of the market because you're going to leave some Windows phone and some BlackBerry in there. I mean, if you're going to intentionally run a service that's partially based upon volume mm-hmm. on 11% of the market versus being able to get to 100 or 98 or something, I mean, hello, I'd do that in a heartbeat. I think that uh, this was just really good timing for um, for Google in doing the YouTube Red um, yeah. Given that people that are subscribed to that subscribe to it get Google Play Music and vice versa, um, I think that Google effectively took away most people's um, inclination to leave Google Play Music if they're already in it. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of the comments seem to be indicating is that you know, um, I, I'm here's one Carlos Lopez. I was thinking of switching to this until Google came out with YouTube Red and bundled it. With my Play Music subscription, um, Google has just made their music part of something more compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've all had, or I think all, most of us, if not all of us, have Google Play Music, et cetera, et cetera, YouTube Red. And like for me, I'm just not interested in anything else now. Now that I have this, I watch the bulk of my online media entertainment is directly from YouTube. And I use now this Nexus Player pretty much exclusively at that. Like most of my YouTube viewing is done on this. You know, it's a lot more comfortable than in being in this chair, much bigger screen. So, yeah, I mean, it's good that Apple Music is out there, but like me personally, I'm not interested in it because I've already got something. So, yeah, and this is the exact same reason that I feel this, the way I do about uh, Amazon Music is because I already have the Prime subscription. Yeah. So, therefore, once that's everywhere, then yeah. I have no real reason to switch. That's probably one of the reasons why I wasn't all warm and fuzzy about, you know, YouTube Red slash Google Music because I already had a service that was included with something else. 
that I'm already paying for. So if I'm already getting it, okay, fine. Maybe it doesn't have all the songs. But quite frankly, the, the, when when they tell you they've got, what, 53 million or some whatever number of songs, how many people actually come close to listening to 53 that million That's not songs? the point. That's not the point, obviously. The point is to have enough music to satisfy everybody's shitty taste. Yeah, well, yes. yeah, that's and you're only saying shitty because they they do not have the Matt Lee experience. Oh no, they do though. So I'm Uh-oh, not. I'm saying just got upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, Matt produces hip hop, and he's actually quite frankly quite good at it. He's been doing it for a while, so <laughs> so let's yeah. hope. Yeah, if he's getting good <laughs> at it right now. We talk really badly. No. <laughs> He's persistent. <laughs> Can't get signed it by anybody, but you know, not even trying to. That's mm. but yeah. Oh come on! If somebody came over to your house with a record contract oh. in hand, you'd sign that so fast. Oh. Depends on the contract, but <laughs> no, I I like my job actually. I that's yeah no. Yeah, but you could do it on the side. Right? No, I mean my yeah, but then it'd be a job, and then I wouldn't like it. So no. Has Medicus in concert selling out Madison Square Garden. We could all say we knew you win. <laughs> we we still we podcast with this guy. Uh, we could be your posse. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the Snapdragon eight twenty stuff, and then let's wrap this up because dinner's ready, and I'm so four twenty. What? No, oh, the Snapdragon, Snapdragon four twenty processor. <laughs> yeah, that's his day job. <laughs> that runs my phone. I, I think this is the first um, this is the first time in a long time that I've actually been excited about a mobile processor. Yeah. Um, maybe it's a good marketing, or but you know I'm reading uh, I'm reading these you know these benefits that are going to come with it, um, and like fingerprint scanning without a without a separate biometric scanner. Yeah, it's um, got its own uh, uh, amp built into it for speakers, built into the SOC. And it's thirty yep. percent more efficient, which is going to be awesome on your battery. Yep. Yeah this this looks like a really cool um, this looks like a really cool chip. Um, now, it, does do any of these articles? I was I was trying to find a date. Uh, do any of them say when this will start being available? When they can start using it? I I would. Um, I'm seeing here. Let's see, wireless docks due for 2015 for Snapdragon 820. I guess by the end of this year, but but maybe early next year. 2016 isn't that far away, but it should be soon. I know they, they have another, one of their, oh, nothing I was thinking of something else, but yeah, I'm not sure exactly when this is coming out. That would be good to find out. Well, and it's, uh, it's also talking in the about... first half of 2016. That's what the first Snapdragon 820-based devices are set to hit shells in the first half of 2016, that's what it says at the bottom of the Slash Gear article. So, and uh, if your network can support it, it can get up to 600 megabits per second on LTE. Um, what? The yeah, it it looks like, oh, and it has support for Quick Charge 3.0. Plus, um, it's very nice. Plus, it has support for wireless AD, which is the next standard. Which there's nothing out there yet with it, but that's the next wireless standard after AC. So. AD. In theory, AD, wireless AD, yeah, that's the next. All right, wireless, wireless attention deficit, perfect. Yeah. Do, do they uh, even have, is that a, is that like a, is that spec or that standard finalized yet? I, I don't know anything about it other than hearing it from from the articles that I've read. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about like, it. I've got a brand, well, it's now almost a year old, but I've got a top-of-the-line wireless router. It's It's AC, but I'm not even sure this could be upgraded to AD, so. I mean, that's well, just one of those. Get the, uh, you'll have to get the high definition update for AD, so the AD HD. Yeah, and, there we uh, go. Then <laughs> next year you can get an optional Riddle and attend, uh, uh, antenna for it. That's right. No. But anyway, um, real quick before we bail out after the processor here, there's a, a comment um, from Droid Life that Google is considering building its own smartphone from scratch. So this would be pulling, for lack of a better term, pulling an apple and going right down to the building of the spec of the chip or or which chip you buy from somebody else 
all the way up through to selling it and, and whatnot and marketing it to carriers. Um, obviously, that's worked very well for Apple, but Apple as, has been and probably always will be a hardware company that happens to have software that you run your devices on. Well, think, of, think about this. The way Google's been doing it is they have an OEM or two make a phone of choice. They basically say, hey, I essentially want it to have this. The company makes it essentially in their image. It's designed by Google, but essentially it's it's going to end up looking like similar products in the line of that particular OEM. In this case, as with the Pixel, Pixel C uh, tablet, they can have it completely 100% their design from from end to end, and that, that may be appealing to them, so. Well, okay. What I was just going to say was, how likely do we think this is, Matt? Mm, I feel like they tried this, and it's not going to work out well because it is a lot of bullshit to deal with, and then selling it to the end user also sucks because then you're going to have to support it more than just a pie, uh, pie script. So I don't know. Yeah. Google's not terribly good at support. So it would be cool, but then, the big... like, I don't know, between that and the carriers, unless they're going to be their own carrier, like, there's a lot of, are they just going to, like, sell it on Fi? Are we all going to get one at I.O. next year? No idea. Eric, what do you think? Muted. Eric, you're muted. Fine. Mm. Sorry. Probably not the best idea, but, um, and, and it would it would really confuse me as to why they would have sold Motorola. Um, why sell the company that already has the knowledge of doing this if you plan on doing this in the near future? Because they wanted to start um, from the ground up, and if you do that, you're always going to have some hint of that Motorola in there, maybe. Yeah, they have the bulk of the IP from, from Motorola as well. So You think they would have used just, at least the manufacturing side of it. Yeah, and just think of it this way. Google is now Alphabet, so they could easily spin up their own company in the alphabet lineup, and that could be the front there. Ah, uh, that's end. true, right? Whatever. The antitrust stuff, had they done it earlier, maybe now they can. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I guess it made more sense to me, the the articles that were related to this that were talking about, not about them creating a phone, but them creating their own system on a chip. Like, that would make more sense to me for Google because it's it's very focused. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's more of a focus than just, hey, we're going to make a phone. Um but well, even there, always, I don't see that being very successful. Well, they could always just buy AMD, you know, <laughs> and they could build all their own stuff that way too. So, mm. uh, <laughs> I just, so I, we just talked about the Snapdragon. I feel like there are companies out there that are doing more things. Um, yeah. So unless it comes down to, you know, some sort of, you know, fight between them and the major chip manufacturers, uh, there's not much incentive uh, to – you know, for them to do their own thing. Okay, so Nick, what do you think, bottom line, yay, nay? I think it's possible. Uh, uh, if I were to give a percentage, I would say maybe 30 or 40% chance that they may actually come out with their own phone and not have an OEM do their own thing. Uh, one of the things that makes me think of that is they've tried Android One, for example, and it, it hasn't done very well in India. You know, a lot of the companies, they still want to throw in their own stuff, so... I've heard recently they've relaxed their standard on what you can add on Android One phones as an OEM. Some of your own bloatware that's put in it. Um, so I think they may want to do, you know, they, and before that there was Android Silver, and that never went anywhere. So I think they may want to force the issue with one of their own companies to build the hardware for their next line of phone. So it wouldn't surprise me if the next line of phones in a year from now or if it's just a single phone, is theirs. They may even just do their own tablet, for example, not just their Pixel C 10-inch tablet, but maybe they'll do their own Nexus 7. Or have, is that going to then? Actually, what that's going to piss off the manufacturers then, just like Microsoft did with Asus and Surface. Well, it may be premium. None of the OEMs are sweating the Pixel C, and that's a premium $500 10-inch uh, Android tablet that no one else is really making in the OEM space, and it's comparable to the iPad Air 2, and that's the Pixel C. And actually, one thing about Google, when they make their own product, it wouldn't be a Nexus product. It would be a Pixel product, so you'd see the Pixel 7 or the Pixel 5 smartphone. Well, that's good because they're running out of numbers uh, in the other one. So. <laughs> so next year, the Pixel 5. Look forward. 
All right, uh, Eric, what's our email? No, we're done. Eric, no. What? 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 My my vote is that they will look at it, evaluate it, figure out that it isn't worth bothering with, and continue with the current model. That's my thought. Makes sense. Eric, what's our email address? Our email address is show at attackoftheandroids.com. Fantastic. Thanks for listening. Write us a review on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, attackoftheandroids.com. That's the site. So we'll catch you next week. Peace out, everyone. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.